So when this episode is released, I will actually already be on the road. I'm I'm a bit all over the place, to be honest with you. When I'm able to think really clearly and reflect on all of the different events of the Too Much Tour in May and remember that I'm going to see those people and be with all those different people in those venues and it fills me with so much excitement and joy, but also... I'm trying really hard not to drown in the RSD, those really shit daydreams that nobody's going to come. It's going to be terrible. And what am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. And truthfully, I don't like saying I'm stressed. I'm I'm heightened and moving quickly. I'm a little bit stressed. And, and I think it is inevitable that that would be the case. Like nobody gets to do this and not be stressed. I've brought it on myself. <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson the first time and I'm, I've organized a tour. It's only seven dates this time instead of 16, 17, how many it was, but it's still quite a lot of logistics and stuff. And it got to the start of this week and I just, I just couldn't really do anything. I wasn't in task paralysis, but I was not in control of what I was doing. I was making silly mistakes and getting flustered about really little basic things. And luckily, Ali McDonald, part of the coven that created the ADHDF Make It Count campaign, of which I will report back on in the new year. So she came to save the day and has stayed with me for two nights and helped me go through things in an actual logical way because I was up against it. I just feel really emotional. Like I feel like I could cry now and there's no reason for it. Everything is actually under control. I'm doing what I want to do and I really can't wait to see you all, but I do just feel a lot. Right now, it will be strange not having Dawn there. And I'm sure that will be quite emotional in itself. But also on the Too Much Tour, I told a story about how I ended up in Bangkok on my own without a penny to my name and just stood in the street going, how did I get here? This horrible realization that I'm not really safe in my own hands. And now with identifying and diagnosing and treating ADHD, I don't end up in those kind of dangerous situations. But I have to admit, It feels a little bit like that right now. How did I get here? Who would do this? Again, I feel slightly unsafe in my own hands and I'm also dragged a load of people along for the ride. But I promise it won't be boring in the words of Barry. It will will be a hell of a ride and I can't wait to get going. So this is the weirdest intro ever. I don't even know my own name right now. And and as you'll hear, I just was talking to a bag for quite a long time thinking it was a cat. But here we are. Here we are. It's December. I'm putting the decks up. I'm trying not to cry and I can't wait to see you all soon. And I'm very excited to be joined by one of the guests that I'm seeing very soon, the one and only Mrs. ADHD, who is joining me at the first event of the Christmas shows, which is happening on Wednesday. And I just had somebody on Instagram say this really made me laugh. She said, I'm just going past the Tonight Josephine in Birmingham and I've just said to myself, actually, it's on Wednesday, Josephine. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm just giggling to myself on the train for the past five minutes. How funny. I love it. So yeah, sorry, Josephine. It's actually on Wednesday. And I mean, I don't think I need to introduce this woman to anybody really. But if for some reason you haven't had the pleasure of listening to Mrs. ADHD, you'll hear why. I'm so excited to see her on Wednesday. Enjoy. ADHD-AF, the podcast. We did it for the acronym. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dawn. Hi, I'm Laura. And, and we, we are ADHD-AF. ADHD-AF. 
Seriously. Well, that feels like a lifetime ago. Doesn't it just? Since that recording in May 2022, we have been on quite the safari. Mm -hmm. We moved to the same street at the same time at the same age with the same undiagnosed neurodevelopmental condition. But despite all of the serendipity and the similarities, our ADHD presents completely differently from each other. But make no mistake, it is equally debilitating for us both. Over the course of season one, we used our voices to raise awareness, break the stigma and share our experiences in the hope that they help others. And unbelievably, it worked, leading us to help listeners in almost every country in the world and creating ADHDF Live events and an online peer support community, for all of which we're so very grateful. Despite all that, we're still just two rebels with a cause, having a blether from a tiny village on the beach in Aberdeen, Scotland. Two pieces of sea glass washed up on the same shore. Trigger warning. We cover some triggering topics, so please read the description of each episode before listening. We're not medical professionals, therapists or coaches. We're not qualified or even emotionally equipped to <laughs> offer advice or support. <laughs> We are only experts by our own experiences, which we share alongside what we discover in these crucial conversations to raise essential ADHD awareness amidst a global crisis. We won't always get it right. We will talk over each other Mm -hmm. and forget the point (laughs) mid-sentence. As we continue to unmask, we're attempting to unashamedly own our own too-muchness. We wear leopard print to our events because the leopard is a symbol of Aberdeen. It also symbolises bravery, courage and the reclaiming of power. Plus. We're a little bit Han. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why it's become the uniform of our leopard print army, our own special camouflage to unite the community. We're called ADHD as females purely for the acronym ADHD-AF. Get it? (laughs) Because we both have a juvenile sense of humour. And we swear like sailors. Sorry, mums. And of course... We're ADHD as... Anyway, this is an inclusive space where all genders are so very welcome. Yes, they are. So join us as we continue to make some serious noise about this misunderstood condition to help others like us alongside raising awareness with a hope to influence systemic change so that those in need can be treated both medically and with the respect they deserve. We continue on this safari because hell hath no fury like two late diagnosed ADHD women. ADHD as So, episode 30 with Mrs. ADHD. I don't don't think there would be anybody listening who doesn't already listen to your podcast. But (laughs) just in case there is, let's do a little quick fire. So, name. Sam, Mrs. ADHD. Location. Birmingham, near there anyway, not exactly there. Sorry, I'm also autistic, I should say. (laughs) I have to be quite specific. (laughs) Location, bedroom. (laughs) Yes, I'm in my office right now. (laughs) Occupation, many a string to your bow. Basically, admin, really. I don't know what my official title is, you know. They changed it recently, but I basically look after people in an admin way and other ways, actually. I just organise, believe it or not, because I'm so shit at organising myself, but I organise things for people at work. But you are co-host of the ADHD Adults podcast. Yes, and, yes, and yes, you more are essentially, yes. And Queen of ADHD Adult UK charity. I am treasurer and trustee 
of ADHD Adult UK Charity as well. Yes, that's wonderful. So the last time we spoke in episode 30, you were only two days into titration for ADHD medication. So where are you up to now? Yeah, I'm fully titrated. It was a long process for me, actually. They were really, really good and went really slowly with me. But now I'm on, well, I mean, it fucking varies at the minute, doesn't it? Because I I don't know what it's like for you, but it's a real struggle getting meds. So I generally don't take them at weekends now. And then during the week, sometimes I take 20 milligrams a day, sometimes 40, depending on what I've got going on. But I should be on 70 milligrams a day of Lizdex amphetamine Alvance. And how do you feel like if you are just taking the 20s, do you feel anything at all or do you not like... Fuck all, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know why I even bother, but I just feel... Uh, when I was going through titration and when I first took my dose, I got side effects. My tics were worse. Although I come off them at the weekend, then what I do is on a Monday, I'll take 20 and then I might take 40 on a Tuesday. And then if I've got enough to take... 60 or 70 that I will but if not then I might just knock it back down to 20 but I try and keep a little bit just so the side effects aren't massive when I they're, they're just right the ticks, yeah the ticks you, you didn't have them before at all yeah yeah no I've always had ticks they get worse if I'm like anxious or stressed yeah. and stimulants in the past would make them yeah like a lot worse but yes yeah, so when I was going through titration they did get worse with each kind of dose increase and then once I settled on it I'd be fine again oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so once I'm on my full dose and everything's fine it's all completely fine yeah but screen around can yeah. mess them a bit couldn't write it could you you literally couldn't (laughs) write it it's just so so awful for so many people you know I know they've got people in the community that were waiting to get there now everything's even further away or people that had just got to a level and then had it snatched away from them it's just unbelievable really I know I know you know some of the choices during titration they're being titrated on drugs that they wouldn't normally be titrated on just because they're just going on availability rather than what will suit suit the person it's really difficult would you say you're a can't start or can't stop person both yeah can I be both I, I mean I never I literally never stop ever doing stuff but what I tend to do is procrastinate by doing things. So there'll be something that I just can't start. So I'll do fucking everything else that I'll be scrubbing the squirting boards with a toothbrush and doing things that really just don't, or like stupid tasks at work. And I can get into hyperfocus a lot, actually. And if there's a task that gives my brain reward, even if it's a really quick task that doesn't need long spending on it, I can spend forever on it, yeah. ignoring everything else that needs to be done at work and at home. So, Do both. you mean like putting up stars on my ceiling <laughs> instead of getting washed and dressed? And ready for I was thinking that in my head as I was saying it. Yes, exactly that. Exactly things like that. Stupid things that I'll spend an entire day doing and then think I've just spent all day keeping myself busy when I should have been actually doing, just doing these yeah. things. If I could just do the thing. Yeah. And do you think because you've said that you're autistic as well, because what I've heard from other people is that there's just such a conflict there. And so do you feel that? I've always felt like I was more than one person, but at least two. I feel like I've got lots of people inside of me. Yeah. (laughs) Weird to say. But yeah, I have... It's a Saturday. (laughs) 
But yeah, I do feel I'm at war with myself in my brain all the time. And what I've found is that when I'm really like stressed and overworked at the minute, and when I get like that, I feel like my brain, the ADHD part of my brain says to the autistic part, okay, we'll let you do some stuff now. Because things that soothe my autistic brain are really calming to me. So things like doing logic puzzles or repetitive, boring admin tasks give my autistic part of the brain loads of reward. But my ADHD part of the brain is going, for fuck's sake, I can't fucking do the same thing over and over again. You're doing the same thing over and over again. I can't cope with this. But sometimes when I'm really, really stressed, that ADHD part of my brain goes, all right, I'm going to stop screaming at you for a while and I'm just going to let you do this same repeated task over and over again because I can see it's calming you down yeah when they're at war with one another it it can be really really hard because half of my brain wants to do one thing half of my brain wants to do the other and I just can't rest and I'm trying to please both and just can't yeah it's really really difficult yeah what like how did you kind of discover that you were also autistic so obviously you talked about ADHD in the last episode and then through that how did you Loads of people wrote in and told me. Oh, really? (laughs) I was getting so many people that were writing in and saying, oh, you're just like me. You've got ADHD and you're autistic. And I was going, no, I'm not. I've just got ADHD. And then eventually I mentioned it to Alex and James and they were like, yeah, well, you have got a lot of traits, but I didn't realize the crossover between yes. ADHD and autism is fucking cute. Like, and there's times when I say to James, I don't think I am ADHD, I think I'm just autistic. And he's going, No, you you definitely <laughs> are ADHD. <laughs> but, but there's such a lot of crossover that it yeah. kind of did make me doubt it. But in the end, James said, Listen, I'm gonna get you to do the AQ fifty, which is one of the official pre-diagnostic tests. And I think I scored 43 out of 50. And he was oh, like, wow. Yeah. And we all we always kind of knew I've got, I am very restrictive in the way that I do things and the way that I like things done. I do not like change at at all. And any transition is really, really difficult for me. I have so many sensory issues. It is ridiculous. So yeah, I've got loads, loads of traits. So I've got referred to Psychiatry UK again. Okay. We did my ADHD diagnosis and I'm waiting for my autism diagnosis. It's weird. I have imposter syndrome over ADHD all the time. As soon as that was a thing, I was like, of course I am. I yeah. just don't doubt it at all. It's really weird. That's really interesting. So what will yeah. happen then with, with it? Like you'll get the diagnosis and then there isn't medication for autism as far as I'm aware. Like no, is it, how isn't. does it work? Yeah, there isn't. And I wasn't going to bother actually, but I kind of asked people, should I bother it? And lots of people said, well, it might help us if you do this. So that just so that we know the process and, you know, what you have to go through. And I was like, yeah, okay, then fair enough. I'll I'll do it. So to me, I don't really need it because I already know. And I think, you know, we always say self-diagnosis is valid. And particularly, I think if you're not going to get anything from a diagnosis, apart from but we get protection anyway for ADHD. But, you know, there's that kind of yeah. added protection, I suppose, in the workplace yeah. with autism. But, yeah, there's nothing really I'll get from it apart from I've stopped myself going down the rabbit hole, learning too much about it because I right. know what it was like with ADHD and I just can't afford that time. Yeah. So 
I think once I get diagnosed, I will probably fall into a rabbit hole and yeah. learn about it then. But, oh, that's yeah, so good. You're really going changed. through it to like document it. That's fantastic. Look yeah, yeah. About it. Do you know how much longer you have to wait? I have no idea, actually. I think I asked for a referral in February. Okay. So it's been quite a while. Yeah. I don't know if because psychi- Psychiatry UK were on hold for a while, weren't they? So yeah. I don't know if that held things up. I don't know. But I'm in no rush. It's fine. I already yeah. know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hmm. So... Are you a can't sleep or can't get up person? Cannot sleep. It's very, very rare that I sleep, to be honest with you. Yeah. And if I do, it'll be for a few hours. But I've been like that all my life. Yes. Yeah, so I, I seem to be able to just cope with that. If I haven't slept for three nights, like at all, then James will give me a sleeping tablet because I start going a bit mental, like not making sense at all. And, and actually I lose my words. I don't know if this is an autistic thing. I lose the ability to speak. And I've always said to James that actually I'm much more comfortable making sounds yeah. than I am words. So sometimes I just, and yeah. James can kind of understand that I'll be like, yeah. he understands ah, yeah. because sometimes I lose my words and I yeah. just speak in noises. Yeah. So yeah, I completely forgot what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, sleep. Right. yeah, sleep. <laughs> but do you feel tired? Do you think As burnout is something I'm super interesting because everyone's right. Like, I think I'm in burnout out. at the minute. Yeah, I think I just live there. Maybe is that not just where yeah. I live? I don't know. Yeah, James <laughs> was explaining this to me because I was going, Well, you keep saying I'm in burnout, but I don't think I am because I feel like I'm full of adrenaline. And he went, <laughs> Yes, you are. That's the problem. You're full of cortisol. It's a stress hormone. Yeah. You're in burnout. So yeah. your body is in fight and flight mode all the time. That's why you feel like you've got you can do anything and you've got all this. He said, But Sam, you keep crashing and you're gonna crash again. So it happened to me recently that and I'm really bad for this actually, because I know that I crash and I crash to the point that I can't move or speak or do anything. And I don't know how long it lasts. It will last. So I kind of speed towards this brick wall because I know it's coming. So I'm like, I need to get as much as I can done done. before that happens to me. And James is going, can you not just see what's happening? This is just going to keep happening and it'll last longer and longer. You've got to actually rest. But I don't know what that means and I don't know how to do it. No, me neither. And that's the thing that's difficult because people are constantly like, you need to rest. You need to rest. It's like, but what if I can't? Yeah. What, what? How? What does it look like then? And oh. my rest is yeah. going to pole. So I went to yeah. pole this morning. That is the only time my brain is empty. And my pole instructor, because there's been times I haven't been able to pole for weeks because I can't yeah. move. And he's going, "You've got to rest." And I said, "But this is my rest." Yeah. And he said, "But yeah. this is really strenuous exercise. I can't sit and do nothing. I can't." The only thing that gives me any rest are doing things that soothes my autistic brain. Yes. But my ADHD brain is going mental and will only let me do it for so long before it's screaming at me because it's so bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard, isn't it? It I don't is know really what we're hard. supposed to do. I don't either. But then I was kind of laughing to myself because I was like, James is telling you to rest. Isn't that a bit like popcorn in the kettle back? I don't know. Quite a busy man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he is quite busy, but not as busy. I mean, I do not stop. It comes. Yeah. So I get up in the morning, like five, six. I come straight in here. This is just where I live. Come straight onto my computer and just, and before I know it, I'm still like naked. 
like halfway through the day and I've had no breakfast, no lunch, nothing. And James is going, you need to <laughs> In like, my shower. Yeah. And that's just what I'm like all the time. Yeah. Because you wake up and it's like, oh, things to do. Yeah. And then you oh, start the things. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then James will come in at like nine o'clock at night and go, Sam, I want to spend some time with you. Yeah. And we got to the point actually where he had to have a word with me and I went, listen I'm doing everything you ask of me I don't know what more you want and he went what am I asking of you Sam I said you're asking to spend time with me mm. and he was like will you just listen to what you're saying I was like fuck yeah. fuck that is not an unreasonable request but to me that was just another thing on my to-do list for the day so oh brilliant so I've got to spend I'm time already with him overstretched now. yeah exactly <laughs> it's a weird one like, isn't it it's yeah. such a weird one and, the thing and it's like that, that hyper focus as well is like sometimes if you're distracting you're just yeah. like thinking like oh no I absolutely love you and I'm really sorry what am I even doing like it's yeah. so weird yes but it's finding things as well that we're happy doing together that are restful that we really struggle with yeah because rest to James he loves watching things on the TV I've really really struggled with that. Yeah, just laughing I'm like it's not possible it's like phone really yeah I know and he'll put something on and he gets so much reward for it and it means Into so much it. For yeah him. yeah I'm just getting up repeatedly and doing things and he'll pause it and I'm like now is the pressure now I have to watch it yeah, fucking hell. Or, or sometimes he'll go do you want me to pause this while you're doing that and I'm going fucking I'm sorry so I have to find things that I can do yeah. at the same time as yes. watching TV that give me some sort of reward but are calming to us both and it's really difficult yeah it is really tough it's really tough would you say that you are over emotional or impassive? It depends. I yeah. think both. Sometimes I do not react to things at all. I'm really good with death. And I remember even as a child, my brother's saying, what's wrong with her? Because I would just, just wouldn't affect me at all. And some things just don't affect me. I'm and the then exact opposite. I'm terrible with death. I really oh, really? Am, I'm terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It takes me I, forever. And I'm so like, but they're not here. But where are they? Like, I, I can't handle it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some people that it, I'm like that with. But mostly, and I think what helps with death as well is that whole, that like, if right. I haven't seen a friend yeah. for, and it's, it's, it's awful, but they're just not in my mind. And it's the same with yeah. dead people because yeah. I've not seen them that often. You're like the opposite. You're the opposite of that kid out of the sixth sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. But then I can be so over emotional. Uh, yeah. And there's things that I'm literally screaming and crying at James at. And then he'll go, Do you think this is an appropriate emotional response? And I'll go, No, absolutely not. <laughs> And sensory things particularly, I can get a crumb over my foot and smash the room to bits. Yeah. Because if I'm in a heightened state like I'm now anyway, emotionally, and some sort of sensory issue happens to me, I feel something that feels wrong or something, that can tip me over the edge and I'll be slamming, smashing doors and throwing things and smashing things or I completely shut down so I can completely overreact and completely underreact for, to things as well. Yeah. When James asked me to marry him, I didn't speak for the whole weekend. Aww. I literally was just, just like... To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was ringing his family and going, <laughs> do you want to ring your family? And I'm like, yeah, I can do. <laughs> I rang my dad and told him and he went, what are you doing that for? And I went, 
I don't know, James wants to get married. He was like, all right. My dad's very like me, actually. <laughs> Autistic, basically. But yeah, I can completely not react to things. I'm not very good either at knowing how I'm feeling or other, how other people are feeling sometimes. So yeah. I often react inappropriately anyway, just because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I completely agree with that. I totally hear the sensory thing's funny, isn't it? I feel like mine is often my hair. Because I can't be bothered to wash my hair because it's naturally curly and it's a ball. Right. It tangles up. So then once it's straight, I'm like, just leave that for a while. God knows how long a while is because of time blindness. But then the ends will start to go a bit funny and I can like feel it on my skin. Oh. And I start to get like itchy and all this weird stuff. And it oh, is yeah. like, or in the wind, if my hair's blowing in the wind, I'm literally walking down the street swearing at the wind like, fuck that stuff. Yeah. Like it's a lot. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a lot of hair, and mine's like like a baby's hair. Aww. So it is it's it's really like coarse like mine. <laughs> it's not. I'd love coarse hair. We always want what we haven't got. Yeah. Whenever I'd, I was used to pick haircuts, it was always like thick hair, and my hairdresser would be like, "You've got no hair, Sam. I don't know how you expect me to do that." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you read? And if you read, is it books or audiobooks? From the moment I could read, which was quite young, I've loved reading and just read all the time. The minute I hit perimenopause, I couldn't read. I felt like I just got super ADHD all of a sudden. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. And and reading is something I have adored all the in fact, when my mum was filling out the forms for the autism assessment and they were saying, Did she have any favorite toys? And mum was like, Yeah, books. Yeah. <laughs> they were her toys. That's all I did. Soon as I started going through perimenopause, I just couldn't. So now I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. When when did you start going through perimenopause? I think I was 42. Yeah. But that might be wrong. That number just popped into my head, but it is one of my favourite numbers. So <laughs> it's, okay. it's a good one. I like that. I love 42. <laughs> and 18 and 38. I won't list them all. Yeah. Yeah, no, 42 is a good one. Um, no, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Like, I'm exact same. I think I was, because I'm 40 now, and I think it's been a couple of years, but nobody listened right. to me for ages. Yeah, they didn't me either. Yeah. But they don't do that ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. So yeah, would you say shit. you prefer going out or staying in? Staying in. I do not like leaving my house ever. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm making you leave your house next Wednesday. <laughs> it's just a whole change thing I think yeah I'm just controlling my environment yeah. I can control my environment so I can cope with a lot more things in my own home compared to outside so I could cope with more than one person at a time in my own home much better than I can outside of my own home yeah just because I can control the environment a bit yeah, more. yeah absolutely and you can do what you need to do when you need to you do can it. nip off and leave yeah. for a while yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely it's a funny one I think it's a bit like like with the shows and stuff so obviously you're at Birmingham and you're at London I'm really conscious of it because I don't feel there's a way to make anything neurodivergent friendly because yeah. we're all completely fucking different. And so yes. I feel like as long as it can just be what you need, like if yeah. you need to go somewhere, if you need to walk yeah. around, we had people sitting on yeah. the floor, we had people drawing pictures, like yeah. whatever it is that you need to do, yeah. you do that. And that is yeah. fine. 
I'm really good at that now. I know. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, we don't get to this age without finding some fucking coping mechanisms yeah. for being outside the house. Yeah. So, you know, I've always, the toilet is my favourite place wherever yes. I go. Decompress, <laughs> just go and have a little a little time out. Do you yeah, know what? The thing about being a girl is other girls are like, oh, you're going to the toilet. I'll come with you and, and come in the cubicle with you. And I'm like, I fucking... So I always used to say, I need a shit. And there were always some girls that were like, that's fine. I don't mind. And I'm like, how do I say I just need some time without any people here? Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Because last week I was speaking to Riyadh Caliph. And it's funny because he was talking about taking time out to go and sit in the loo. And it was literally only when he said it that I was like, oh, that's what I do. I hadn't even made the connection that that's what I was doing. And my husband will say to me sometimes, why did you spend so long in the loo? And I'm like, well, I thought, well, it's just time blindness and I'm distracted and I'm thinking about things. But I was like, oh, no, I'm actually taking myself out for a time out. I didn't know. Yeah. This number of comments and always people will always say, of course, you go to the toilet so often and why are you so long in the toilet? And I'm like, oh, I just have lots of stomach problems. Like, stop questioning me. Just let me be on my own. And some people just won't let you be for a second. No. It's And actually, James is like that. He likes us being together all the time. Yeah. Early on when we first met, I had to say to him, I, and he was quite offended. And back then we didn't realise. But I was like, I need time on my space, own and yeah. I need my own space like yeah. it's a lot for me being with somebody all the time yeah like I'm happiest on my own completely yeah. on my own yeah. <laughs> it's weird isn't it no we're, we're all absolutely different we are different so cats or dogs you've got cats haven't you have you got cats? have got cats but would you prefer I don't dogs? think I could choose that because I've got a cat, but I would probably say dogs. But then I, I don't know. It's difficult, I'd, isn't it? I love animals. I love all animals. I'm really, really into animals. So I don't think I could choose. The only thing with dogs is they lick your face a lot and they can smell. Yeah. That's the only thing that... But And actually, I'm allergic to both. So oh, I have to take antihistamines every oh. single day. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> allergic to cats. I'm allergic to my cats. <laughs> so if I stroke okay. them... I have to immediately just wash everything and yeah, take antihistamines every day. What? But hang on, do antihistamines affect ADHD medication? Is there a drowsiness issue or? Oh no, I take non-drowsy ones. Yeah, I don't think they make me drowsy anyway. And to be honest, my ADHD medication makes me drowsy. Yeah, yeah. That's when it kicks in. I know because I'm a little bit calmer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What is your current hyperfocus? Just going through all the things that I'm doing at the minute. Because <laughs> there's so many. I have been doing a jewellery making course, but it was a 12-week course. It's just finished and I only did three. I only managed to get along to three because it was a lot. It was a group class. But at the minute, I'm now buying... <laughs> bit by bit everything to make my own jewelry making studio <laughs> in my garage so we're trying to clear the garage out and getting like a blowtorch and stuff because I know I only went to three but I did learn some things and then you just look at the rest online don't you so yeah I'm really into that at the minute and what I really loved was heating up metal and making patterns into it so like pressing things like leaves and different yeah, fabrics yeah, into yeah. it and then just feeling the metal afterwards I loved that and the teacher kept saying to me what are you going to make with that and I'm like I no idea like <laughs> and she's going but are you going to make anything with that and I'm going I just want to make more patterns on metal thanks and she's like okay 
say that. <laughs> Can I say that? I can't wait to see what you make. That's so exciting. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, how to you get your dopamine? What you do fun? But that as well, making patterns in metal is yes, a great one. I'm spinning upside down still. I still, still do pole and aerial and that is just such a rush for me. I absolutely love it. You're so amazing at it. All of your videos are just incredible. It's so cool. Thank you. Um, What would you like the world to know about ADHD? I think just that. And I mean, most people don't know anything about ADHD, do they? No. But I just like people to understand that this is not a choice or a personality trait. This is the way that my brain is made up. And it's different to other people's brains. I don't choose to be like this. I wouldn't choose to be like this, (laughs) to be honest with you. But I can't help it. So, And just as difficult as it is for you to understand how my brain is and why I function a certain way, it's just as difficult for me to understand how you can just do the things that you do every day and and why I can't, you know, it's, it's something we haven't got a choice in and it's something that we don't understand either. We're all just a bit of a mess and we're all really different, I think as well. And I think that's something to bear in mind as well. You know, not everybody with ADHD is the same. We're all so, so different. I could carry on about this, but you know, just the fact that there are three types of ADHD and you might have ADHD, you might just be purely incentive type and then somebody else might be purely hyperactive type. So you share no traits in common at all, but you both have ADHD and everybody will just think of you as the same way and you're not. We are all so completely different and we can't help the way that we are and we're just trying to work with our little faulty brains and go around a world that's not made for us. So just try and be patient. Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. I really love what you said. I've not had anybody say that before. Is It's just as strange for us to look at how you operate. It's like totally true. It is totally true. And the things like, it happens all the time. So like a lot, like what I've been doing with planning the shows and stuff. I've had amazing friend Ali has come stay the last two nights because I just fucking... Oh, she said, do you know that you can like merge mail and you can send these emails to people? I'm like, we live in the future, like all these (laughs) things. She's just like, that would literally be the first thing that I would think to do. And it's like, no, I mean, not that she's neurotypical, but it's looking at other people and just being like always coming in at a different angle. But the angle to me is so completely logical. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me, yeah. but it doesn't seem to make sense to anybody no. else. You know? And you've just described what I think is so beautiful about the way that all of our brains are different. Because when you have got a problem, just having another set of eyes, yeah. I look at things so completely different to yeah. a lot of other people and them as well. So I can come to them with a problem and they're like, have you thought of doing this? And I'm like, fucking that would never occur to me (laughs) but it might occur to 90% of the population and it's just getting a different point of view I think sometimes really helps because yeah we just don't know do we a hundred percent 
If you're finding this podcast helpful and you're in a position to do so, please join our Patreon peer support community via the link in the blurb of this episode. For unheard bonus and full interview video content and behind the scenes exclusives, including a next guest spoiler and first dibs and discounts on our handmade and ethically created merchandise and apparel and live events tickets. Also blogs, vlogs, live community Zoom blethers, monthly advice from an ADHD coach, body doubling and access to our discord filled with literally like-minded legends from all around the globe including ourselves who totally get it who you can lean on learn from and blether with any time because the only people who know what it's like aboard the late adhd diagnosis roller coaster are the other passengers we've created this platform in order to support ourselves financially to be able to continue creating adhd af and for our podcast to remain ad free If you don't have the funds, there are other peer support platforms available. Check out the resources page on ADHDasfemales.com. If you can support us, in turn, you will receive the support of our community, a full circle of support for the Leopard Print Army. We spent our entire lives feeling like aliens, only to discover there's a whole planet of us. So hop aboard the spaceship and join us at patreon.com forward slash ADHDasfemales. If you would like to support us without joining the community, you can make a donation via our Buy Me A Coffee page, buymeacoffee.com forward slash ADHD as females. Both of us and the entire ADHD AF community really, really appreciate your support. We really do. Tell me about RSD. So I've been plagued with the RSD since I've been doing it on my own. I've always have been, but lately it's been really rough. And I thought of this thing and I was just like thinking of different things that the word stood for. And I came up with really shit daydreams because it's all they are, right? Really shit daydreams. Bullshit. So do you suffer with it badly? And if so, how do you cope with it? Because I mean, particularly with us putting stuff out every week, like it's a lot. You'd be like, yeah. You know? Yeah, actually, and I was just about to say I don't struggle with this at all, but I do. The minute you said that, I'm like, I fucking do. Yeah. I that like I barely post anything on social media because I'm so afraid of what people will say. And if I do post something, I then have just pure terror for days. (laughs) A lot of it is kind of anticipation, and I think because I'm always thinking about this all the time communication is such a massive thing for me and actually sending an email can take me three hours sometimes yes. yeah and sending a text I'm the same because I have to work out exactly what I say and is everything covered and have I responded to everything that they and how might they respond have you conveyed the meaning exactly as you yes want it to be received? and if I yeah. send this how might they take it and how might they respond? And then how are you going to have to respond to that? So maybe take that bit out because they might respond. A lot of that happens. Yeah. If, if social media, I'm like, if I post that, what if somebody makes this comment? How am I going to respond to that? And how am I going to say when they say that I'm annoying and I interrupt yeah. all the time and whatever, you, all the things yeah. that all people always say, you know? Yeah, I do struggle with it a lot. I think we're not good at knowing always, are we? And I say to James all the time, I don't really struggle with that. And he said, (laughs) constantly you are saying to me, like one of the people that I work for, I was convinced that she thought I was absolutely shit and just didn't want my help at all. It turns out I just hadn't sent the email to her offering Mm. my help. And I was going to book a meeting in with her and say, listen, what is the problem with you? And then noticed that it was still in my outbox because I hadn't hadn't sent it and I was but like that's the thing so isn't can't... it that's why you think that you don't it's have it it's because you believe those things to be real 
And that's the trick of it is you're not seeing that that is RSD. So what do we do, Sam? What do we do? I do not know because I cannot (laughs) stop any of those thoughts. And it's just constant. And that's a lot of the reason why I can't sleep is because my brain is just analyzing everything and trying to prepare me really badly for every eventual possibility, apart from the one that I actually will encounter in the future, because it never prepares me for that. Because that's and the can, point, isn't it? It is, it is a defense you can mechanism. Never be it is It is trying to keep you safe. If I preempt yeah. all of these problems, how I'll solve them, how I'll react, how I'll feel, but actually none of them are fucking real. And you've no. just wasted all this time and energy yeah. on shit that doesn't exist. Yeah. And you never prepare for the one that actually will happen. No. Which no. is usually that it'll be okay. <laughs> and you're like, fuck. I, there's so many times at pole, I'll get one of the moves first time, and my instructor will say, "Why didn't you do the next move?" And I went, "I d- wasn't expecting to do that." <laughs> so because I wasn't expecting to get that move, my brain just goes, "Ah, I don't know. I think I'm prepared for death or failure. I don't know what to do now. I've succeeded. What the fuck?" <laughs> And it's like that so much in life. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't think this would actually go well. I don't know how to cope with this. And that takes me so long. You know, if you've done a talk or something like you do all the time and then you get really good feedback afterwards, my brain just goes. And I just go and hide and I literally can't speak afterwards. If I get people will give me compliments and I'm just going, thank you. Thank you. And my brain's going, la, 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 don't listen to any of this. You won't need this again. And James will say, what were they saying to you? And I'm going, I don't know. No idea. No <laughs> idea. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. You're literally making me cry laughing in my face. Um, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? It's so terrible. I think that's it as well is with the shows coming up. I know that I love it. And I try and think back to how it was. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be there again. And I'm going to see those people. It'd be really nice. But then it's like my brain won't let me go all the way there. I don't know what I think is going to happen. Like I'm going to get out there and people are going to take their shoes off and lob them at my head or something. Like they've paid to come and see you and then they'll go, we weren't expecting Laura to be here. (laughs) I want a refund. (laughs) It's terrible, honestly. So it's Christmas coming up and... One of the main reasons or the main reason actually why I'm doing the shows is because I can identify how difficult Christmas can be for me personally. Mm. And it's funny because I always think I love Christmas and I do. And then I get double upset because I'm like, oh, fuck, no, I thought this was going to be magical. And actually I've done all these things wrong. And I've, yeah. And so it's identifying that all of the pressure and the finances and everything else can make Christmas really, really difficult for so many of us. It's so shit in particular that now so many of us don't have meds right now as well. So it is a tough time. What do you want to say to people? I want to say you don't have to enjoy Christmas. Yeah. Like you're putting all this pressure on yourself. What? Because the media has said that you should be happy and spend time with your family. Don't fucking do it if you don't feel safe doing it. Yeah. Do you know what? Every year I've said to my family, I hate formal dinners. I hate yeah. any formal get togethers. And my family are all massively ADHD. I never know what's going to happen day to day with those people. <laughs> so Christmas is just fucking mental. 
all sorts. Of, they invite all sorts of people around. People could arrive at any time and do anything and bring me gifts. I'm not prepared for any of it. I just I never know what's going to I don't even like getting gifts. If you I have to open it gifts. in front of the person. I hate oh. that. It's making me feel sick just thinking yeah. about it. Because I do not like surprises at all. Yeah. So if you're going to buy me a gift, I need to know exactly what it is. And I need to tell you what to buy me. Because otherwise... I can't control the way I react. And the exactly. way I react to everything, even if it's amazing, is, oh, even if it's the thing, the best thing in the world, I'll just go, oh, right, okay, and then just move on. And then the person's going, oh, but I think I expect it. Well, don't give me a surprise then if you expected yeah. something of me. If you want me to react a certain way, allow me to prepare that reaction in advance by telling me what you're going to do. Yeah. I need to know exactly what is going to happen at all times. Otherwise, I can't be held responsible for my actions or reactions. Because it's, it's true I can't, because no it's pressure of how to even behave. But honestly, you just made me laugh so much. You just reminded me, my dad, God bless him is probably the most ADHD man on the planet, right? <laughs> One Christmas, my mom said, what do you want to eat? And I said, toys and duck and pancakes. Yeah. So we had that for Christmas dinner. For some reason, on Christmas Eve, my dad decided that he needed to eat about 10 spring onions worth of bloody, <laughs> I don't know what, spring onion sandwiches. <laughs> and he ate all of the spring onions on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. <laughs> My mum had to run around the streets trying to find spring onions. Like, what the fuck? But that's it for, you know, it is like that with ADHD. Like, why would that ever happen? When would, but you just don't know what the fuck's going to happen. He really needs to eat those spring onions, apparently. I know. But every Christmas, and that was the thing I was going to say, every Christmas I've said to my family, please, can we go on a picnic? Please, can we go on a picnic for Christmas dinner? And dad's going... Don't be ridiculous. What would we eat? Turkey sandwiches. I said, you can eat whatever the fuck you want. Whatever you like. Because I'm vegan. I don't eat any of that shit anyway. But I'm like, if you want cheese sandwiches, Dad, you can. And he's like, I think my dad's where I get my autism from. And he's just like, a a change? What? (laughs) So there's about more than half of my family, I think, are autistic as well. So me suggesting this is just like... Outrageous. Yeah, Yeah, they will invite any random person around to have Christmas (laughs) dinner with us and do unexpected things. But that's the thing, isn't it? If we author the change ourselves, it's fine most of the time. But if somebody else does it, it's not... You don't have to enjoy it. You don't have to. If you want to stay at home and just not eat anything or stay in bed all day, then fucking do it. You don't have to have fun and be with your family just because the media Because it might not be fun for you or you might not feel in a fun mood or whatever else. And it's not, I fucking hate Christmas. James really likes to feel Christmassy and he really wants it and it never lives up to it and... I always yeah. put three Christmas trees up to try and make it Christmassy, but it's never Christmassy enough. And we always try. I, and I think it's because he's expecting something that has never happened and, and will never happen. Yeah. I think he's expecting this magical Christmas that you see on the TV. And that's never going to happen. You You're know, still going to yeah. be you. You can't all of a sudden have a brain transplant and be this person that feels lots of joy for things if you don't normally feel that way. (laughs) It's a funny thing because I like watching Christmas movies and when I was a child and Home Alone was out, all of that music, all of that stuff, and I remember feeling quite emotive even as a child. My life doesn't really look like that. And so even now, if I hear Oh Holy Night, 
which is from obviously it's not from Home Alone, but it's played in Home Alone. Like I could howl now thinking about it. Wow. It's something about the key change is like <laughs> it's something wow. in it. It's like this idea of I think it's like a separation. It's like this yeah. is what the world looks like, but yeah. it doesn't that look disappointment like that for me. And I wish I could be part of that. Oh no, I just hate everything. <laughs> I don't even want to be part of it. I fucking hate it. The one year, my mum, on Christmas Eve, we were all having Christmas at my mum and dad's house. And on Christmas Eve, she sent me a text message because we barely communicate by text, let alone on the phone. Text message saying, do you know, I don't want to do Christmas dinner. Can you do it? And I was like, what? Have you got any food for me? Nope. Okay. So Christmas Eve, I'm running around the shops trying to get food for Christmas dinner Meanwhile, my brother is literally screaming down the phone at me, you're going to ruin Christmas because it's a change. We always have Christmas at mum and dad's and all of a sudden we're having it at my house. I can't cook. I'm a vegan. I can't really cook anything. So I'm trying to buy food that looks like it's homemade, but has just been basically heated up in an oven and get rid of all the packaging before they arrive, knowing that my brother is going to be furious with me because I've already ruined Christmas just by existing. (laughs) It's all so ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yes, it's actually it is. Ridiculous. All of it is. And the amount of money that you waste, just, yeah. I don't understand. you. So you buy each other gifts, hoping that it'll be of the same sort of value. And I say to my family, listen, if we, you're going to insist on doing this, can we not just buy ourselves a gift that we want? Yeah. Like with the money that we've got. And then if you've got loads of money, buy yourself something great. If I haven't, I'll just buy myself a fucking rubber or something. Yeah. Like, well, I don't understand. I don't yeah. understand any of it. But yeah. I guess I don't understand a lot of social structures. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, what the fuck? Why is do this we for? have to do this? Yeah. Somebody invented this so many years ago and we all just carry on doing it as it has meaning it has no meaning to me yeah I'm sorry is there anything that makes you feel festive you know like I love the angels on Regent Street in London you know the big angels that are like sparkling yeah (laughs) so I do like when you said about films I used to always love the films on Boxing Day so you'd have Mary Poppins I loved Mary Poppins so much and Bedknobs and Broomsticks and um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang all those films and I know they're not Christmas films but yeah they're on at Christmas yeah yeah and I love those and I love watching those and I love Elf that is a great Christmas film I love that one Elf is the one (laughs) right so are we saying fuck Christmas and do what you want is that your message I'm just saying it's just a fucking day why does it mean something to you because people are telling you that it does just do whatever the fuck you want to fuck yeah. everyone else yeah okay yeah um, i'm saying that but i will go round to my mum and dad's house and eat a fucking roast dinner with people <laughs> so i'm not following that advice at all <laughs> uh, what is what is your win of the week they, I feel shit saying this because it should have been wonderful. We were in Barcelona, which was lovely, and it was warm. And we were with our friends who we love. But staying in somebody's place for four nights is a lot for me. Me too. It's too much for me. Because by the end of it, I feel like such a pain in the ass. I'm like, no, I don't even want a glass of water. I'm sorry for being <laughs> in your space. Like, yeah. It's just, it's just really, really difficult and I think because I think I'm in burnout as well we were just exhausted so we didn't want to do anything and our friends they like partying and drinking and stuff so 
they'd be up until the early hours. I'm going to bed at like nine ten because I'm yeah. fucking knackered. Yeah. And then I'll get up early and they're in bed recovering. Yeah. And I'm like creeping around in their space but not wanting to go out because I felt exhausted. So it was a lot. Oh, bless you. I know. Um, it was lovely to see them, but I think two nights maximum in somebody else's space. I, think, I agree. Is, is... Yeah. I try and avoid it. I love I going to people's homes, but I just start to feel like I'm in the way. And yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, it was rubbish. So, yeah, so I don't know if I've got a win. Yeah. I've been to Paul twice this week, which is good. That's a great win. That's a great win. And you did go away and you identified that you were tired and you went to bed rather than staying up and partying. It's all yeah. wins. It's all I did. Wins. I did. And actually, yeah, I did. And I didn't make myself go out and do things. Yeah. I was kind to myself. And it was nice having that because I'm normally at the computer all the time working. And it was nice to, you know, not be working, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah. I felt like I needed something more, which is really horrible when you're with people that you love to feel like it's not enough. But I, it's kind of how I always feel. So, I yeah. hear that. But yes, I went to Paul twice, which I haven't done for ages because I've been so knackered, yeah. but I managed to do it. So that is good. That's really good. Two more questions. Yes. What? does next year have in store for you for the charity i want to be able to do a handstand oh that's different to what you've just (laughs) i want that as well your new year's resolution is to do a handstand i'm here for it i don't normally make resolutions but when i was at poll today i said to my instructor i've never been able to do a handstand actually i'd like to so james said okay well then you can and he's going, right, well, you need to start doing push-ups if you want to do handstands. So I was like, right, I'm going to do that every morning. Well, we'll see if I actually do it. I'll probably forget. But I'd like to do a handstand. James has been trying to convince me for ages to do my own podcast. It must be so much easier just doing it on your own, I must say. James is ill a lot and, and Alex has a lot going on. Yeah. There's never anything wrong with me. I can just always crack <laughs> on. Shit to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, you should. Just, That's so exciting. I know. And James has written a structure for me and everything. And it is RSD and it's that starting as well because I don't know whether I'll ever do it. But it's we'll very. See. It is tough because I was speaking to some people the other day about how I've carried on. When Dawn, yeah. since Dawn has left. And I said, one of the many reasons is because I think if I'd have stopped there, yeah. I probably wouldn't have been brave enough to yeah. come back. Yeah. And we had a moment that we took a break for a while. And James had kind of said, listen, I'm just going to say now that we're going to take a break because otherwise this could all just fall apart. Yeah. So we'll take a break for a while and then come back. And I think taking a break is so much easier than stopping altogether, isn't it? Yeah. And I think starting something new, I think for me is just so much harder. And because it's all me as well. And I don't know, I think I'm putting unrealistic expectations on myself because I, I don't really do anything for the podcast that I'm on. I just turn up. I don't know. No, but I don't really plan anything or or anything like because we have the psychoeducation and stuff James will write all of that so there's an actual I don't even read that I just turn up and interrupt people and just talk all over people whereas actually having my own thing (laughs) (laughs) 
and James is really good. He keeps writing things and structuring things and is trying offering to help me. But we'll see. It's scary and I don't know if I can do it. But if I do, it would be about the combination of autism and yeah. ADHD is what I want to talk about basically and what that's like. Oh, I'm going to like keep kicking you to do it because I think it would be brilliant. And I think it would help. And the thing is as well, it's a bit like you saying you're doing the assessment so that you can document that for others. Like you already know the value that you're bringing in sharing your experience. And so if you need a why, that's your why. Because for me, I'm finding it really difficult that it's just my face. And it's me again. Surely people are fucking sick of me. What have I got to say? Blah, 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 blah. But the point is, is if you can zoom out from that and go, well, actually, it isn't about me. It's yeah. about the subject. It's about the yeah. awareness and the validation. And that's it. And I know that, but I think that's what gives me the pressure because I want to do it justice. Yeah. And actually, it's, I think it's a bit easier now than it was when I first went on the podcast with the boys I put so much pressure on myself because I felt like I needed to say everything all in one go. And then as you go on, you realise that, oh, we're doing this every week. So it doesn't yeah. matter if I don't say something <laughs> this week. It, I'm sure it'll come back into my head yeah. at some point. It's fine. Yeah. And I think I need to get in that frame of mind that I don't need to get everything out. And I think once I do the first one, I'll be fine. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. How exciting. That is so exciting. So we'll see for if the it, happens. it will happen. It will happen. So finally. What is the most ADHD thing you've done this week? Or or DHD or autistic? Oh, God. I can't remember anything I've done this week. Me neither. Oh, my God. What have I done this week? Oh, I... Anything? Yeah, and now when I'm thinking about it, I know that yesterday I was supposed to be on campus and because I just get up and work, all of a sudden I was like, shit, it says in my diary I should be on campus. I'm going to have to get ready and go now. Well, I can't because I've got a meeting now and I'm still in my pyjamas. And what? Yeah, I didn't go to my jewellery making course because I forgot. Yeah. And it was the last ever one. I'd paid for a 12-week course and I've only been to three. And I was like, well, I'm definitely going to go to this one. And then I just forgot. I just forgot that it was Wednesday night and I was supposed to be going. But I think that's just fucking everything I'm constantly forgetting things or if I do remember them then I do them wrong yeah it's just constant and I'm fully medicated well I'm not fully but But even when I'm fully medicated that's me yeah 100% yeah do you feel that you are at acceptance of that do you have so I, I and I was just thinking that as you were saying that it occurred to me only recently because I'm constantly trying to find out what's wrong with me and cure it and it only yeah. occurred to me the other day that this isn't curable. This is me. Yeah. I'm autistic and I've got ADHD and I can't cure this. Yeah. Like I can do things to make it slightly better, but this is not curable. This yeah. is me. This is how I am for the rest of my life now. Yeah. So yeah. I have to accept this because there is no curing and getting rid of this this isn't an an illness or an ailment that you can just take drugs for and it goes away and I think a lot of people think that with medication they're so keen to get on medication it barely changes anything for most people it makes you slightly more functional it doesn't cure it there's no cure for this and you will always be that way and I think I finally accepted now that okay this is the way I am yeah I might not like it but it's all I've got. So yeah. I need to just work with it. And I think there is a lot of power. You don't have to love yourself to be able to accept 
yourself for the way you are and say, okay, I might not like myself and I might not be able to do these things, but this is me. And, you know, if you don't like it, then then fuck off. I, I don't want you in my life anyway. Why would I want somebody in my life that doesn't want to be with me? And, you know, I don't have to like myself either. And I think that's a big thing that I've come to learn. Loads of people have told me all the way through my life, well, you shouldn't feel that way about yourself. I don't have to like myself. Accepting myself is enough. And just working with what I've got is enough for me. I love that because it's almost like you're letting the side down, the self-love club, you know, like we're all supposed to love ourselves. It's a bit like like Christmas. Yeah, but it's true. It's like these things are expected of us and you're striving for that self-love. But actually, I I even hate the fucking term, actually, Sam. I hate Mm, it. But self-love is like go and feed the fucking ducks. Yeah. You know, that is actually like, what do I need? You know, you're not going to be able to rest. What is restful for me is getting on that pole. That is actually self love. Yeah. And I was, my all instructor is is the counselor as well. And he always does a bit of both. And today he was saying, all I ever hear from you is, I'm shit at this. I'm shit at that. I can't Mm. do that. I can't do that. When are you going to start changing the script, Sam? And I said, never. (laughs) And he went, what? And I went, I am not going to change the script. I said, yeah. I've thought about it a lot in the past and I've thought about loving myself and affirmations and all that. I said, it fucking terrifies me. I said, I have built this defense mechanism yeah. that nobody can put me down as much as I put myself down. I said, I don't think I'll ever be ready to let that go. I said, but I'm all right with that. I don't yeah. need to love myself. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, it was just alien to him, but I'm going, honestly, I'm all right with myself as I yeah. am. I, I'm not the type of person that could ever do that, I don't think. And I think that's okay. I think it's more than okay. I think it's whatever works for anybody. And yeah. I think the language and the pressure and the idea, the, the concept yeah. of what it's supposed to look like. But actually, what you've just said makes sense. I was putting so much pressure on myself. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, you are showing yourself that love, which means on some level that you do like yourself, but it's how you compute it, how you see it of what you need to protect yourself and how you feel. It's how you frame it in your mind. I don't have to say that I'm amazing at this or that I love myself to show myself some care. I feed myself every day, most days, some days sometimes I brush my teeth I'm showing myself self-care just by existing and just by keeping my body alive and that's enough for me yeah oh thank you so much for sharing that I'm really really appreciate that it's so nice to hear such a different perspective and I just can't wait to see you very soon even though you hate Christmas and I'm making you leave the house and do something (laughs) Christmas it's all fine I love it once I get there I always when I go along to James's talks I always kind of go out the front first, just hoping that people will come up and speak to me. But obviously yeah. everybody's just as scared as me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So loads of people won't and, and yeah. then will message me afterwards and say, I really wanted to speak to you, but I actually really like speaking to people. Same. And I am going fully expecting to do it. And then I'll just decompress afterwards. It's, yeah, yeah and it's scary. Come and speak but... to us. Come and speak yeah, to us. And we've do. got Louise Pink Pear Bear and Abigail J and loads of other people that are just wonderful. So it's like a real team of ADHDF Huns together, just yeah. being festive-ish and coming together. 
So I can't wait to see. Yeah, Thank I think that's so the main thing about what it's about, isn't it? It's just being in a space with other people whose brains are wonky, a bit like yours. Yeah, and there's yeah. just something so lovely and comforting about that. Yeah, absolutely. That well, thank you so much, Wonky Brain. Loads of love to you. And I'll see you next week. Thank you. See you okay. later. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, Sam, she is something else, that woman. I absolutely love her and I cannot wait to see her very soon. Um, and all of you that are coming to the Christmas shows, I'll just stop talking because I'm a mess. I'm probably going to cry. So I'm just going to read you some most ADHD things to lighten the mood. This one is from Moonchild Steph. Loaded my toddler into the pram to go walk the dog before starting to walk away without said dog. It wasn't until my toddler screamed, Belle, Belle, that I realised I'd forgotten the key component. Lols. Unmasking us says, had people over for dinner, so rather than cleaning and tidying what needed doing... I hid the big overwhelming stuff, left the washing out for my husband, and I lit candles and fluff pillows for the perfect aesthetic. That is why I have a doom cupboard under the stairs. Anybody with me? It's just there's everything in there. When I'm like, why don't I have a bra? Where's the colander? Doom cupboard under the stairs every time. If I can't find something, it is likely that I tidied it in a hurry and put it under there. Tabs. F says, bought a new sectioned wash basket to help make laundry easier. Open it up, left it flat packed on the floor all week. Absolutely, I hear you. Little Duck with ADHD says, if I wear my coat in the car, it bunches up and the hanging loop tickles the back of my neck and a little green von face. Oh my God, I hear you. That, like, I literally do not understand how anybody leaves the hanging up loops in their clothes get in the sea like absolutely get the hell off my body any like little labels wash labels the hanging up things they're the worst ones what fresh hell is that the hangy loop things that you hang your clothes up with get cut out before I even try it on like absolutely not having that. I, I totally feel you there. So the most ADHD thing I have done this week is everything. Literally, I am my ADHD is on fire. I'm a bit of an emotional mess, but it will all be worth it. And I cannot wait to see you very soon. Thank you so much for your support at what has been very, very fucking challenging times. I'm really grateful for all of the people that have been so supportive of me venturing on solo all of the lovely words about the episodes I put out and the encouragement and sticking honestly and I cannot tell you how grateful I am to everybody who is coming to see the Christmas shows I really can't wait to see you so so soon I have messaged the people on the waiting list for London because a couple of London tickets have come back there are no more refunds unfortunately because I have to pay the venues every like this is the most ADHD thing I've done ever is organize these shows completely on my own off my own back so it's just one ADHD woman doing about 10 different people's jobs and having to manage the finances and everything and all on my own. So here we are. There are a few London tickets left. Grab one if you want to come to London. Grab tickets for all the other events. I'm so excited for every single one. Each of these venues are so special and I can't wait to see all of the local legends and bring you all together. So if you are 
thinking about coming, but you're nervous to come, there is a spreadsheet. I'm going to put it in the link in in bio and the link in blurb where you can give your name, say that you're coming alone. And one of the ADHDF community members will meet you at the door and sit you with some lovely like-minded legends. Come alone and leave with friends. If you want to bring people to learn more about ADHD, the people in your life that might not understand what you're going through or might just be helpful to hear what you're going through from the mouth of somebody else and not just you. So it can they can understand it's not just you saying these things. Bring them along. Come in a group for some festive fun. Come on a work night out, whatever. Like just come because we're going to have a giggle. We're going to have some festive fun, raise some ADHD awareness and connect local community members. On top of all the ridiculousness of this week, I've also launched a load of new merch. Finally, I've brought out some new ADHDF apparel, which is on T-Mill. And I've made some ridiculous festive designs. My favorite one probably is, I made a list, I checked it twice, lost said list, where the fuck is the list? That's my favorite t-shirt probably of the collection. Let me know yours. So they're all available via the website, though it is hosted on T-Mail and there will be a link in the blurb. You might have seen the amazing new jewelry from working class by Rebecca and I've just loved collaborating with her on this. We've made some aliens and leopard print planets and UFOs. We've all spent our lives feeling like aliens only to discover there's a whole planet of us to hop aboard the spaceship and join us on planet ADHDAF. And I am loving that whole range. You are not alone. We are aliens together. And also the disco ball range is just incredible. I've used the quote from Judy Holler because I just love it so much. So a disco ball is hundreds of pieces of broken glass put together to make a magical ball of light. You aren't broken, you are a disco ball. And we are all disco balls. And I love a disco ball. There's also neurodiversity symbol jewelry and leopard print army jewelry. I'm so excited about it all. There will be some on the road with me. Don't forget to grab those tickets. I really can't wait to see you soon. For those of you that I'm not seeing soon, I won't be back doing the podcast until sometime in the new year. As I said earlier in the episode, I realize I'm not really safe in my own hands. So I need to put a support network around me so that I will stop forcing myself to do 10 people's jobs. So I will come back with more structure and more support in the new year. But I will be in the community as standard all over Christmas. And we're actually going to have a Christmas day. There'll be different members of the community hopping on and off Zoom all day. So nobody needs to be alone. You can have a minute with chosen family. We can hang out for a bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing people on Christmas Day. There's also the Twixmas Quiz. Qui- cannot say that. Twixmas Quiz is happening. I don't know what date, so I can't tell you, but come to the community and join us for some online camaraderie, giggles and support this festive season. And I would like to end on the wonderful song by Claire Durrant. So I wrote this to take on the road. I'm really enjoying giving it away day by day. I'm just so grateful to Claire for doing this. So Claire is a panto queen. She's been in many a pantomime. She's a singer, as you will have heard in the most ADHD AF episode ever made a couple of weeks ago. I got her to sing this ridiculous rewritten version of the 12 Days of Christmas. So if you haven't seen it on social media, I'll bring you up to speed with where we're up to today. I really can't wait to see you all soon. Um, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm like, I'm scared to do this on my own. And I have to keep remembering that I'm not on my own. I'm with the community. I'll see you soon, community. Please don't take your shoes off and throw it at my head. Love you. Bye. On the first day of Christmas, ADHD gave to me a shit.
On the second day of Christmas, ADHD gave to me two decline payments and a shit ton of RSD. On the third day of Christmas, ADHD gave to me three last gifts, two decline payments and a shit ton of RSD. On the fourth day of Christmas, ADHD gave to me four and pops, three last gifts, Two decline payments and a shit ton of RSD. On the fifth day of Christmas, ADHD gave to me five unpaid bills. Four unsaid cards, three lost gifts, two decline payments and a shit ton of RSD.